Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have uh, returned today so that we can continue looking at 2 Corinthians together. Uh, yesterday we left off at verse uh, 13. So there in verses 7 through 12, as we discussed yesterday, talking about in verse 7 the, the treasure of the gospel, but in verses 8 through 12, the persecutions that they faced because they preached the gospel. Now, in verse 13, he says, Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believe and so I spoke, we also believe and so we also speak. Now, the same spirit of faith, the word faith, it literally means a conviction of what is true or a conviction of truth. And so he's saying we have the same conviction as the psalmist in Psalm, I believe that's 116 and uh, verse 10, where the psalmist wrote, I believe and so I spoke. He's saying we have that same conviction in what we believe. We have that same uh, trust and faith in what we believe. And because of that, we also preach it and we also teach it. Verse 14 knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. He's saying this is, of course, he believes the entirety of the gospel, but the thing that he is highlighting here is that of the resurrection. If you remember in, in 1 Corinthians 15, whenever we were studying that, I don't know exactly how long ago it's been, but, but this entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 15 he dedicates to dealing with the resurrection because there were those in Corinth that had started or had been persuaded uh, that there was not going to be a resurrection. And so Paul, I guess especially starting in verse 12 of chapter 15, really, really hammers home the fact that there is going to be a resurrection. And... I guess the, the implication here is that the Corinthians had corrected their view uh, on that particular topic. And so he says he has that belief, he has that conviction that they are going to be raised. They're going to be, as he talks about in 1 Corinthians 15, they're going to be uh, transformed. And as he says, who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18, whenever he is giving those in Thessalonia that, that comfort, uh, he says that when Jesus returns, those that are dead, they're going to be resurrected. Those that are still alive are going to be caught up in the clouds with them. And he says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the conviction that, that Paul had. That's the belief that we are going to be resurrected and after that resurrection and, and of course the judgment, we are going to be with God, we're going to be with Christ for all eternity. And he says in verse 15, For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Again, they're preaching and of the gospel, they're suffering because of their preaching, as he's talked about in the context of this, is for their sake. Just like he says in verse 12, so death is at work in us, but life in you. 
their work and labor in the gospel was for their benefit and also, as he said, so that grace extends to more and more people as more and more people become obedient to the gospel and that and God extends that grace to them, it will increase in thanksgiving. In thanksgiving to God, of course, primarily, because he is the one through whom uh, we have received the gospel, the Holy Spirit inspiring these men to write and to teach these things, increasing even perhaps their thanksgiving to Paul and for the labor that, that he has done. But again, primarily that thanksgiving, as he says, to the glory of God. Continuing in verse uh, 16, he says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Again, that idea of that persecution. They were suffering so many persecutions, and, and as he talked about in chapter 1, the persecution at one point was so bad uh, he thought that he and those with him were going to die. They didn't think that they were going to make it out. And though they were facing this persecution, he says our inner self, the inward man, is being renewed day by day. That word uh, renewed here, it means to cause to grow up. And I kind of think what, what Paul is talking about here is that persecution was causing them to grow. In fact, that's true. I mean, we can look at our lives, though the persecution that we have had to face is nothing compared to what they have had to face. We've had to face persecution in some form or fashion. And that persecution, if we, if we dealt with it correctly, if we dealt with it with wisdom, as, as James talks about in James 1, that persecution would have led us to grow and to become stronger. And so he's saying, though we face that persecution, we are in fact growing spiritually stronger. That inward man being renewed, growing up, developing, continuing to grow. He says it is, it is being renewed day by day. And he says in verse 17, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Here, that again, the persecution, the light, momentary affliction. You think about everything he's had to go through, the things that he describes here, the things that he is going to describe, I believe it's in chapter 11. All of the persecution that he has had to face, but yet he describes it as a light, momentary affliction. Because in the grand scheme of things, regardless of what we have to deal with here on this earth, it is light and momentary. It's not eternal if, of course, we endure it and remain faithful to God. It is, as he says, preparing us for an eternal weight of glory not looking to those things that are seen, not being focused upon the physical, not being focused upon this world and this earth, but looking to those things that are not seen, as he writes in Colossians 3 and verse 2, setting our affection on, all, on those things that are above and not on the things that are of, of the earth. And he says, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. I, I believe it's in Romans chapter 8. Paul uh, discusses something very similar, but it's in... Uh, much greater detail how 
the physical body, the physical creation, it, it groans and it suffers because of persecution and even just because of, of life itself, just the way that we are made. We're, we're, our bodies are not made to be eternal. And because of that, there's a lot of issues, a lot of pain, and a lot of sorrow that comes along with it. But, again, in Romans 8, verses 18 through, through 30, he deals with that, that glory that is to come, that glory when Christ returns and we are resurrected and we are transformed to be, uh, to be like him, as, as John discusses in 1 John 3 and verse 2. That glory that we will receive will far exceed any persecution and any trial that we have have had to face here on this earth and that's why we need to look at those things that are not seen to look at those things that cannot perhaps be seen by the physical eye to not focus on those those physical things but those things that are spiritual those things that are as he says that are eternal so that we can have that reward, so that we can have that home in heaven with our God and with our Lord and with the Holy Spirit and with all of those that have gone on before us. And so there in verses 13 through 18, he's saying, though we have faced these persecutions, ultimately we're going to receive that glory in the resurrection. And so we'll stop there uh, for today and we'll pick up in... Uh, chapter 5. Again, if you have questions or comments or concerns, or if you want to study more, feel free to message us on Facebook, uh, send us an email, give us a call, uh, any, any way that you uh, would like to, whichever one you feel more comfortable with, uh, just get in touch with us and we would love to study with you. Uh, but I hope that you'll come back tomorrow as we will pick up in chapter 5.